Hit it. I might have just bumped it a little when I hit it. Uh, I think you're okay. Right. No, I think yeah. you did good. I, I yeah, think yeah, we're yeah. good. I think you're right. All right. Yep. Everything's perfect oh. this morning, except for John's computer. No technical difficulties there was whatsoever. No swearing going it's on. It's not that I, you know, came down and turned on my computer and it said "f you" <laughs> in computer language. Ah, I see. Yeah. So it was all jumbled. So uh, we'll be. Um, I was trying to fix it. We'll be making a st an emergency stop at Dan's <laughs> PC Solutions. Yeah, but all right. Let's do that's that for later. But after for show. now, we'll we've we figured out a way to cobble this. together this thing. We're which, cobbling, you know, unlike every other show, which is totally planned out in yeah. advance and perfectly. This will be a little off the cuff. Yeah. So you won't get notice. Ready. A, you won't notice a difference. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> well, it's Thursday, <laughs> and something. Yeah. Oh, you want me to open this yeah. for you? I have to use Mike's phone. There See, we go. Because my it. phone is recording us, and. So for I me to get the, the news, which was normally on my computer, which took a big crap, I now have to use, I had to, uh, you don't care. All right. You ready? <laughs> I, I'm just looking at it. There's an unavailable attachment. Perhaps okay. that's what the problem was. That wasn't me. Hmm. All right. Well, it was from you. Uh, it's, it said uh, unavailable it's attachment. It's from October 14th. Okay. Well, so, that see, okay. that's why it's not available. <laughs> Probably not. All okay. Right. We're going to get the show on the road. A couple of things coming up. Yeah, because we're in a ditch right now. Our two cent like, history lessons. Yes. Uh, we'll take a look at last night's Wednesday night trivia. See right. if we got a winner. And we'll be talking from uh, with Jerry from the greenhouse. Right. And we've got a fill-in for the less you we know. We do. We have a substitute teacher today. We do. Yeah. For the less you know. Right. Well, not really a teacher, I guess. A substitute pundit. Is that what you want? Yeah, All right, yeah, we'll go yeah. with pundit. Yeah, he's a substitute pundit. Everything else is falling yeah. apart. Why not this? <laughs> right. Let's get things started, though, with local news. Brought to you by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. All right, here's what's going on. Just several days after Representative Liz Cheney campaigned for Democratic Representative Alyssa Slotkin, former Vice President Mike Pence will campaign for her challenger, Republican State Senator Tom Barrett. According to an advisor from Barrett's campaign, Pence will campaign with him in Barrett's hometown of Charlotte. Barrett is seeking to oust the two-term Republican from Congress as they compete for Michigan's 7th Congressional District, centered on Lansing, but includes all of Livingston County. On Tuesday, Cheney appeared with Slock into a standing room-only crowd at East Lansing High School in which they emphasized prioritizing American democracy over party loyalty. The Livingston County Sheriff's Office is investigating multiple cases of larceny and destruction of property that occurred in subdivisions near M59 and Cullen Road in Heartland Township. Images shared on Facebook show several suspects entering parked vehicles where they are alleged to have stolen items and then fled in vehicles. Sheriff's Office is asking for anyone who might have information on the suspects to call Detective Mark King. You'll find his number and some uh, uh, pictures of the suspects in their vehicles at MikeAndJohnPodcast.com. And the Oakland County Board of Commissioners recently approved utilizing $15 million of the county's $244 million share of the American Rescue Plan Act, while the Oakland County Parks and Recreation Commission is providing $5.2 million. 500000 of that will go to Lion Oaks County Park in Lyon Township. Those funds will pay for regional trail connection construction, construction of universally accessible playground, and a pickleball court, and a pavilion gathering space. And that's what's going on. Have you ever played pickleball, John I have King? Not. I'm not. It's like a mini version of tennis, right? Sounds fun. I have yeah, no idea. I don't know. I have it's, no idea. I, I real, to me, if you're playing pickleball, you're... Well, you're, you're in the villages in Florida. And I, <laughs> oh, no. no. It's very it's popular. A thing. I, I hear it all the time. There's I, a pickleball I, league, yeah. and there has been cheating No, in pickleball. You know, if we have any pickleball players in the audience, uh, maybe 
Maybe contacts. Yeah, let us know. Let us know what pickleball is. I mean, describe it. I mean, we kind of a general idea. We don't really know anything. And then, uh, yeah, let us know. It's it's kind of like racquetball meets tennis meets um, ping pong. So, all right, we play it on a court, right? Right, because they're making Uh, a pickleball court. Sure. Yes. Yeah. You don't play it on a field. You play it on a court. But you're not playing it on. Like you a, don't play it in a lane. Well, you said ping pong, so that's not played on like a table. No, it's not like yeah. Okay. No, it's it's in the pickleballville. <laughs> right. Right. So this is called the segment called Two Guys Don't Know What Pickleball Is." We don't, is. and yeah. we kind of don't care. <laughs> well, but pickleball's big. Yeah. Uh, news brought to you by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in Brighton. And have you been dreaming of not only a white Christmas, but a Simon G mm. piece of jewelry? Who doesn't? I'm dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> this Saturday, you yeah. can make that dream come true at Cooper and Binkley Jewelers for the Simon G Trunk Show. It's not just a showing of Simon G's designs, but you'll earn double rewards at Cooper and Binkley and special pricing from Simon G for the first time ever during the Trunk Show wow. Saturday at Cooper and Binkley Jewelers from 10 to 5. All right. The Simon G. Trunk Show. Coming at you. <laughs> Coming like at the you now. new zoo review. It's not hot fudge. And hot fudge. Yeah. <laughs> Homer will be there. Yeah. And so will Cass. Are we the only ones that really remember hot fudge? <laughs> right on. The 70s Coming at you Detroit-based <laughs> kids show with no. the Muppet-type characters. You know what? You know who remembers yeah. it? Pickleball players. Yeah, that's pretty remember. Sure. Yeah, fudge. you got that right. right. On. All right, so that's coming up on Saturday at Cooper and Binkley Jewelers, the Simon G. Trunk Show. Make sure you attend that and uh, get some great deals for the holidays. Right. Uh, coming up, we'll talk to Jerry Millen from uh, The Greenhouse and BrightonTruth.com. We'll see how things are going after this past week or so, after the debate with Jordan Genso, or at least discussion. Right. right. I don't know if I would have called it a debate, because there weren't any fists pounded. There weren't any... It was a conversation. It was a conversation. It was a calm conversation. It was. It was. It was, it was a very civil. And it certainly yeah, was. So, all right. Well, so, in last night's uh, trivia question, let me go to the trivia question as I get Why this don't you computer. Go, go to that. I'll go to the trivia yeah, question. Go to that question. I've got to. Yeah. Got to undo a few things. Right. After don't say the, your computer's going to go out. Oh heck no. Then we're computerless. You know, here's what uh, we do want to let you know that uh, Firehouse Doors has been an OG sponsor yeah, of Mike and John from the get-go. And in these bags, which were sitting on my computer when wait, I walked in this wait, morning. Let me let's see what's magic. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's a computer fix. Firehouse doors okay. can fix your doors, but not your computer. No, probably not. So uh, These are the gift cards yeah, we're going to yeah, give away. We have two $100 Visa gift cards. We're going to give away one the first half of November and then another one in the second half of November. If you want to be in the drawing, just go to MikeAndJohnPodcast.com, click on the fun and games, you'll find the contest and giveaways, and you can enter right there. All right, last night's trivia question. Trivia brought to you by real estate agent Tanya Z with Sold by Tanya Z, whose motto is, John, Yeah. comfort is the key to home. That's right. You know, I've, I, I, I met with Tanya, and uh, she's very laid back. And, you know, sometimes you, need, you get into the real estate, you know, when you have to sell a home or you're looking to buy a home or both of those. Sometimes it's anxiety and tension. Are you okay with that yeah. heavy breath there? I thought yeah. we were going to have to get out the CPR unit here. <laughs> no, uh, no, but we need it for my computer. Uh, but you want a, an agent who is laid back, is calm, understands what's going like on. Like John is. Oh, yeah, of course. 
Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Tanya Z is just that. All right. She's uh, going to represent you well. And she's going to make sure that you are comfortable in the process. Because look, when you're buying a home, that's a huge investment. That's a big life choice that you're making. You want to know that you're making the right choice. Sold by Tanya Z is definitely going to make you feel comfortable about making those Don't kind worry, of choices. I, I found the question. All right, good. We're good. Studies found nine out of ten women will do this. That's 90%, Mike. Very good, John. Thank you. Even though it's not good for them. Hmm. What is it? I don't know. Use packaged meals, says Lori Hirth. Hmm. Full of salt and preservatives. We'll have none of that. Tanning. Back in our day. Yeah, well. Throw on a little baby oil. <laughs> Those <are> Crisco. <laughs> Hop out on the That's roof. Right. Lay out your aluminum foil. <laughs> Sizzle. I'm, I'm doing my <laughs> body yeah. good. I'm being healthy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. uh, Debbie says go out in the sun. Uh, a lot of tanning references. Right. Wear shapewear, like Spanx or a girdle, mm. says Anne. Is that bad for you? I mean, it, if you're, it's too oh, tight. It cuts off your circulation. Exactly. That might be a problem. Right. Linda says eat chocolate. Yes, please. Dye their hair, says Jordan. Color their hair, says Diane. Mm. That's the same, don't you think? Pretty much. Binge eat. Whitney says have kids. <laughs> well, it could be bad for your health. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> yeah, stress about the small stuff, like maybe a computer breaking down. Right. Don't stress Frankly, about that. Frankly, I want to... Now, look, you've seen me lose it over machine problems in yes. the past. Now, I think I've handled myself this morning pretty good. You've in grown up a little to past. Yes, well, probably because it's your, probably because it's your computer yeah. and not that of a workplace. Well, or right. something like that. But, but I, that's I, I, I remain relatively calm. I threw a few, you know, f bombs out there, but uh, uh, just a few. Uh, yeah, but, you didn't wake the family that we know of. <laughs> right. No, they they have uh, earplugs. They know better. Date bad boys, says Laura. Oh, well, dating a bad boy. No, I shouldn't do this. I'm dating a <laughs> bad <right>. boy. <laughs> Work when sick. Hmm. Wear too tight of clothing. That's like Spanx. <laughs> Delay relieving the bladder. Well, that's a good way to, to put it. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go right now. <laughs> Use heat on their hair, like a straightener or blow dryer. Clean the inside of their ears with Q-tips, yeah. says Cassandra. See, this is the thing. I, I don't know at what point that started to become a thing where they said, hey, by the way, don't use these Q-tips in your ears. And I'm like, well, then what the hell are they for? I, I don't know. That's what they're for. They're for your ears. You're just not supposed to yeah. shove them in there well, like a plunger. I agree. Don't touch your brain with yeah. them. But uh, I did know. that once. No, that's <laughs> no, well, why I'm that here. makes a lot of sense. <laughs> that explains so, a lot. Yeah. Uh, overeat, yeah. wear makeup, Did we get starvation. a correct answer? Um, I don't know that we did. Mm. Um, the answer yeah, what was, it? was wear the wrong size shoes, more than likely too small, you know, to make their feet look smaller, but wear the wrong size shoes. Uh, the closest was yeah, wear high heels. A guy would not do that. No. <laughs> a guy would not care. 
<clears throat> no, because you yeah. you just can't walk cool that way. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> as, as cool as I walk, I gotta have the right shoes. If, I, if the shoes are too yeah, tight, oh, of course, <laughs> absolutely. It makes you have to pee more often. Well, it sure. just isn't a good thing. <laughs> All right. So, so thanks to Tanya Z sponsoring our trivia question, and of yeah. course, sold by Tanya Z. Check her out on Facebook. Also, the OG sponsor of Mike and John got it going on Firehouse Doors, serving Livingston County residents for the past twenty four years. Family owned, they strive to treat each customer like family. Firehouse Doors veteran-owned, Mike Witt, a proud U.S. Air Force veteran, and they're your one-stop shop for residential, commercial, and rolling steel overhead door needs. For the past 21 years, Firehouse Doors has been Livingston County's only authorized distributor for CHI overhead doors. Call Firehouse Doors today, 810-599-7480, and don't forget, we'll be drawing for a $100 Visa gift card courtesy of Firehouse Doors coming it's up. in this bag. On Friday, November 11th, which well, is Veterans Day. Well, at least I think it is. Yeah, I, mean, that, <laughs> yeah, I didn't open I, I it up. To, I don't want to do the bag. I, I don't know. Kim is pretty good about that, so I'm sure yeah. it's in there. Yeah, it's nice. I don't think it'd be like surprise. You know, <laughs> nice ribbon. Yeah, very nice. And everything. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I didn't do it. <laughs> so, all right. Now we have a fill in pundit. A fill in pundit. Yeah, we do. Fill in pundit. Fill in. <laughs> Sounds like his name Phil is Phil. Pundit. Phil and pundit. Yes. <laughs> Jordan Genso is going to join us. Yeah. In for. The vacationing Rich Pearlberg. Right. Is Rich really vacationing? Or I, he I just want to take a day off. It's very possible, yes. But uh, I think today was bubble bath day right. for And for uh, today we're talking about endorsements. Hmm. Do they matter? Do oh, you care? I see. Yeah. Good morning, Jordan. Get it going. Hey. How are you both? <laughs> Good. Are you trying to imitate? Uh, the regular guest uh, host on uh, the less you know. I was about to say good morning, Mike and John. <laughs> right, right. I really can't steal his catchphrase. No, that would be appropriate. No. Well, that's more Tim Robinson. Yeah, Tim Robinson yeah. kind of does it. He's uh, yes. good morning, Mike but, and John. Uh, yes, but we're talking with Jordan Genso, uh, filling in uh, on uh, the less you know and. Uh, so Jordan, you know, in the news today, uh, former Vice President Mike Pence, you know, announcing that he's going to come and campaign for State Senator Tom Barrett, who's running against Alyssa Slotkin. Slotkin earlier this week had former, you know, or I should say, well, soon to be former Congresswoman Lynn Cheney, uh, right, Liz Cheney, uh, here who had endorsed her. Do they do these endorsements really matter? What, what what you know? You look at these events, and yes, they've got all their faithful there, and it's like, well, these people are they're going to vote, or they all have already voted. So, do endorsements matter? I think it really. There are different types of endorsements that can matter to different degrees. To go with the Mike Pence example, I would view that one as not mattering all that much because. It's not as though there's any chance Mike Pence would not endorse a Republican. Heck, I mean, with if one of the January 6th rioters who held a noose decided to run for a Republican uh, as a Republican candidate for Congress, it wouldn't surprise me if Mike Pence still endorsed that person. But, that would surprise uh, me since he was the target. Well, they were they were chanting "Hang <laughs> Mike Pence," even though it really didn't happen. Yeah. But it, in that well, they sense, were tourists. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was a, it, it, right. <laughs> there's a mad sale at the White House. Liz Cheney, Liz Cheney would not be out there endorsing members of the squad. Um, you know, her endorsement is not a guarantee, um, especially yeah, for the Democratic candidates. Okay, but it does provide 
a good indication that she recognizes Representative Slotkin is one of those members of Congress that she views as being what the future of the country needs more of in trying to bridge the divide rather than add to it. Right. Um, because yet, despite how much Representative Slotkin and Representative Cheney disagree on the actual policies, there is a mutual respect there that they see each other as healthy for the system as a whole. Um, well, I- as you have the bomb throwers out there from either side, right. and I would not expect Liz Cheney to just be throwing her endorsement around to any Democrat. Right. Now, we should say full disclosure, by the way, Jordan, you are a Democratic candidate for state Senate. You you are on the yes. ballot November 8th, and we should fully fully disclose that fact. Uh, Absolutely. And, and so, yeah, I can also then, you know, provide some insight into the endorsement process for what candidates go through um, when seeking endorsements, because there's a lot of different organizations out there, and those endorsements are kind of different than the personal endorsements that come from an elected representative or um, just a, a fellow politician. Getting their endorsement is not the same thing as getting the endorsement of an organization. So I know as a candidate, this may seem like something, but do you think it means something to the average voter? Does as it move as, the needle? You know, I mean, if, if Shaq is hawking Doritos, I he, he endorses that. I don't give a crap. I'm either going to buy Doritos or I'm not. So don't you think it would be kind of the same from a voter perspective on, oh, well, that person endorses? I mean, sometimes it could be like an uncredible um, endorsement. Maybe there's somebody that endorses somebody and you're like, well, I don't like that guy, and he's endorsing that person, so it, it could go I, against you. I think the endorsements that can actually matter are the ones that are a little less expected or taken for granted. And so, so yeah, Pence endorsing a Republican, that's expected. I don't expect that to move the needle. Well, hold on. Let me stop you there, Jordan. Hold on. Let me stop you yes. there. So, so to play devil's advocate, there are a lot of Republicans out there who aren't happy with Mike Pence, who don't think that he was all on board with the former president, and because he didn't unconstitutionally stop the certification of the 2020 election, they don't feel that he's a MAGA Republican. So. I wonder if, in a sense, there that are some of those negative. hardcore, you know, uh, Trump uh, Republicans who would go, "Oh, Pence is endorsing Barrett," ah, then he's just he's just part of the same thing. I'm not uh, forget it. That might that that could work against him. And conversely, to be fair, whereas, and I understand what you're saying that it's not expected or it's not a given that that Liz Cheney would endorse any Democrat, uh, and the fact that she endorsed Slotkin would be okay. Uh, you know, interesting of interest. But on the other hand, most people they they would just say, "Oh well, you know, Liz Cheney might as well just be a Democrat anyway." So, what's the big deal? Correct. Um, but I mean, I think with the Cheney endorsement, it does give some of the voters who are you know considering whether to vote for Slotkin or Barrett. You know, they may personally identify or lean towards the Republican side, but now Cheney has given them that license to to vote for Slotkin, like, hey, you can still be a traditional, old-school Republican and a Republican on some of these policies, but still recognize that we want representatives like Slotkin 
who are going to be better for the country overall. It's just, there are, I I don't think it's a large constituency, but there are some within the Republican voting history who, yeah, they see themselves in Cheney a little bit. And so when Cheney says, okay, you know, this is one of the good Democrats that you can vote for, that then gives them that, okay, it's okay if I do the same. Um, I think that that type of endorsement can persuade some. It's not going to be a big factor, but you know, in a close race where the margin may be small, um, I, I think it can play a factor. Well, I would think this is going to be a pretty tight race between Barrett and Slapkin, with the exception of Barrett's haircut. Uh, who brought that up? <laughs> He's a veteran. He's got a veteran haircut. Still, still. <laughs> I'd not, recommend a new barber. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just saying. Not criticize any other candidate's hairstyle. Look, <laughs> I can't talk right, about any candidate's hair. Okay. Right, you, you, so. you two are on the same page on that one. Okay. I can't. I, I, and and sometimes Slotkin's hair is kind of flat and just tucks behind the ear. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, so don't vote uh, based on hair. Okay. All right. So Mike is advertising his services for the 2024 election as your hair consultant. So candidates, yeah, contact I don't, you Mike know there's, there probably is a, a position out there for that. Oh, so yeah, I'd, I'd be okay with taking yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> and I'm bipartisan on that. Well, sure. You'll or take anyone's center party. You'll take anyone's money. Sure. I don't care what side <laughs> it's of the all fence green. Are. We'll talk about your hair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, what an interesting perspective. Yeah, yeah. it is. I mean, you know, I just in general, I don't know if uh, whether it's a product or a person. I don't. I don't know how big endorsements really, how far they really go. But it's. It, I guess that just is based on personal opinions. Yeah. Well, can I um, provide an example for uh, in the group endorsement realm? Um, as a local realtor, my realtor association. Um, they provide endorsements to candidates and it the Michigan Association of Realtors and the National Association they are one of the most bipartisan organizations out there with their endorsements um, their strategy is typically to identify which candidate is most likely to win and then to provide their endorsement um, in order to then have a foot in the door after the election to say hey you know here's some bills that we're looking to uh gather support <laughs> so for. we're a little opportunistic <laughs> yeah so they're okay. a little opportunistic is what you're saying <laughs> oh you look like you'll win lower the interest rate <laughs> so we can sell more houses because <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I believe they're well north of 90 percent of um you know of the candidates who the, get their endorsement go on to win their race um, but I mean, it is interesting then to, as a realtor, get the list of endorsements around the state and to see, yeah, they are. It is a very bipartisan um, approach to to what they do, and uh, so it isn't. It's not one that you can anticipate on a left or right, right. scale, but you can anticipate it based on you know if the district leans one way, then you can. Um, you know, have some expectation as to who right. Going to I guess you you somewhat see that like you know unions will generally endorse Democrats, uh, right. and like chambers of commerce will generally endorse Republicans. You kind of see some overwhelming numbers in that regard. Uh, it's like it's not a surprise. Um, yeah. Uh, but just yeah, again, that's a broad brush. But okay, yeah, still 
Um, I just checked our bank account, Jordan, and the money is not there, so we cannot provide our endorsement to you. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Not that I would have meant Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know how we roll. Jordan, we appreciate yeah. you filling in for uh, Rich today with the less you know, and uh, I don't know if we know any more than we did when we started. So good job. Well, yeah. All right. I'm happy. Excellent. I'm happy I can help. Yeah. Uh, get you nowhere, so thank you for giving me the chance. Yeah, All right. of course. Jordan Genso, thanks for joining us for the less you know today. Appreciate it. Take care. All right. Have All a right. great week. All right. The less you know with a fill-in pundit. Fill-in pundit. Fill-in pundit. <laughs> fill-in pundit. Enter your name here. All right. Name tag, please. Speaking of name tags, you know who has a name tag? Who's that? Glenn at Murphy's Family Auto. I see it. It has you know, two ends on yeah. it. Dennis has one as well. He has two yeah, ends as well. Absolutely. It's Mur a double N day. <laughs> right. <laughs> Murphy's <laughs> Family Auto. Double N. Yes. I, I don't know why we make a big deal out of that. Murphy's Family Auto. Go there for all your auto repair and vehicle maintenance needs since 2011. They have been specializing in car and truck care, including engine and transmission work, electrical services, heating and cooling, and brakes. It's the whole shebang. Call them Murphy's Family Auto, 517-552-3040. They're open Saturdays 8 to 1. Check them out online, murphysfamilyauto.com. All right. I think we need to take a break for a moment. I think we do. You're right. So let's take a break and come back. Give me a break. Give me a break. Okay. He's the voice of brightontruth.com. The owner of the greenhouse. <laughs> Jerry Millen. Oh my God. Oh Liam my Neeson's God. here. No, he's not. <laughs> Is Liam Neeson endorsing Jerry may, Millen? Maybe Jerry's not yeah. there either. <laughs> good, good morning, morning Jerry. How are you? Oh, they're in the dream, you guys. No, oh, yeah, of course. Well, do you know how to fix computers? <laughs> <laughs> My computer took a dump this morning, and I've uh, got the black screen of death. So I'm. Uh, <laughs> He's yeah. winging it today. Yeah, uh, you got some what? Yeah. My computer took a crap. So. Oh, yeah. sorry to hear that. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> so. We can't really look at the brightontruth.com website on John's computer, but everybody else can find it elsewhere on their computer, their cell phone. And, uh, you know, since our, our last chat and visit to the greenhouse last weekend, uh, how have things gone? What are you uh, saying? Yeah. What, what kind of As vote? We're just a few days. We're less than a week away now from the big vote coming up on Tuesday in Brighton uh, for recreational marijuana. And what are you, what are you hearing? Well, you know what's nice is uh, the video you guys shot at the greenhouse there inside the store. We almost got 2,000 views like in two days, which was amazing inside. Um, because I think it really opens up what a dispensary looks like inside. And it, it kills a lot of those myths. But right now, you know, people are still reaching out. Some people are going to vote yes. Some are going to vote no. You know, the other side is spending a fortune sending out these glossy, fancy flyers with just more misinformation you know and you know i've changed my tune in the sense that i really don't want to pass because it's a bad ordinance even though the city has a trigger ordinance in place but like i said you know they've zoned it to where you really can't open them so i'd rather just come back with an ordinance myself and bring you know a dispensary to brighton and do it the right way do an ordinance that is good for the city and good for the, the people that live in brighton so Hopefully this fails and I come back next year and we, we do we do this dance again. So when when this all started, Jerry, did you did you ever think you'd be where you're at right now with this as far as thinking like I want this to be voted down so you can come back with something that would be, in in your words, a little better for Brighton? No, I never thought I never yeah. thought the city would zone it the way they did. You know, it's like if you don't want it then 
I guess don't have it. But if the people vote it in, then you have to put it in. But if the people vote it in, you really shouldn't try to use zoning as like a, a weapon. You know, it feels like the, the zoning has been weaponized. So for the city of Brighton's sake and more for the taxpayer's sake, so they don't cost hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes, I hope it fails. I really do. But it's going to come back, and you will see dispensaries in Brighton, whether it's a greenhouse or someone else. But I can tell you one thing. You better hope you get owners like us, because if you don't, you're going to be sorry. That's why the city needs to get ahead of this, because cannabis is coming to Brighton sooner or later. You know, the churches and, and the people that want to vote no can send out all the fancy flyers they want and put out all the misinformation. But cannabis is legal. It's not going anywhere. And every day that goes by, it becomes normalized and people realize it has many beneficial uses. So let, let me, So when you say you, that they, you know, they better hope they get an owner like you as opposed to a corporate owner. So what would the difference be if a corporate owner came in? and had the ability to put in a dispensary, a recreational dispensary in Brighton, what would that look like versus what you would do, like what you do at the greenhouse in Walt Lake? That would look like a, basically like a Walmart, not that big, obviously, but just a big box kind of store. And there's no attention to education. If you go into the, the corporate weed stores here in, in Michigan, there's quite a few of them. You have, you know, Loom, you've got Sky Mids, you've got Common Citizen. So there's a lot of, corporate stores out there and you know they're not really into educating the public and, or into the medicinal uses of cannabis you know they're they're more about just selling it recreationally and not educating and, and, and not showing people what the benefits are so it's just about making money and I don't begrudge anybody to make money but at the end of the day over the past 15 to 18 years I've been working on cannabis I've learned that this is a medicine that's why I say if I opened up a store in Brighton it wouldn't be just a recreational cannabis store it would be a medical cannabis store because to me all cannabis is medical and I think people use it recreationally and a lot of people find uses for it medically by using it recreationally so you know you would just see people that care and you'd see more compassion and that's why I urge people all the time, come in the store, talk to some of our butt tenders, see how we run the facility, and then go to a corporate weed store. Go to one of the big ones. There's one right down the street from the greenhouse. I'll, I'll take you down to it and show it to you. So do, they, do most of the, most of the uh, dispensaries, do they have uh, the medicinal section much like yours, or is it, uh, um, is it pretty much right, like going into a liquor store and like, here's your beer, here's your wine, here's your hard stuff? Right. It's, it's changing, you know. Uh, drastically in the sense that a lot of the products are the same now but the difference is the education and the employees because a lot of places are just hiring people that smoke weed and like yeah this will get you high this will get you higher and that's not how it should be approached because it was never you know when we started with medical marijuana way back in like 2008 it wasn't supposed to be this but we all knew that this would it would go this way because there's money involved and whenever there's money involved a lot of people come and they agree and People just want to make more money. So, you know, in the past three or four years, people, these Johnny come like these are getting into the industry and they're just trying to make money and opening up 50 stores and it's all about money to them. But for me, started this a long time ago for the right reasons and I'm going to stay here for the right reasons because I think that people need to understand this is medicine and it does help people. So, you know, that that's the biggest difference. So uh, again, just a few days until the to the vote, November eighth, uh, where people are going to cast their ballots, and like you said, you're, you're hoping they voted down, and and that's because I guess we should remind folks uh, that's because if it does win approval at the ballot box on November eighth, the city council has a, a meeting two days later 
where they are more than likely going to approve their own ordinance, which would then supersede what the voters approved. You know, know, John, the biggest thing that's going to be funny is if this doesn't pass, I encourage Brighton residents to go to the November 10th meeting because if it doesn't pass, they're not going to pass this ordinance that they have on, on the, you know, that they're going to vote on here on the council. They're not going to pass that ordinance. So that's tell, that tells you everything you need to know. They're not going to pass it. If this doesn't pass, they won't pass their own ordinance. So they wasted all this time for what? For what? Yeah. Fill in the blank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me let me put it this way: If it does pass and, and dispensaries are allowed, even with their ordinance being passed, right. okay, if they supersede it and everything else, where do you think these uh, these uh, locations are going to be? Where are they going well, to be allowed to be? Nowhere. If it passes, they've zoned it where you can't open it. Where they have zoned. If it passes, and then they put their own ordinance in. If you look at the ordinance and the zoning that the city has put in, they're doing exactly what someone said at the Zoning and Planning Commission last October. Let's just zone this so none of these can open. Right. And that's exactly what they And that's the, the weaponizing zoning that you, you mentioned earlier. Uh, uh, which is illegal. Which is illegal. And, you know, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just games. And a lot of these smaller city councils don't understand that when these big guys come in, they will sue your pants off and you will tap out and you will waste hundreds of thousands of dollars for what for the inevitable eventually cannabis is coming to brighton whether that council susan gardner whoever doesn't want it it will be there we got our susan gardner jar there so there goes another <laughs> dollar in there <laughs> that's a <laughs> Well, I guess uh, we, we, we'll tell folks, yeah, Tuesday, get out and vote, and, and we'll see what happens from there. And you're right. That council meeting two days later will be very telling, you know, uh, depending on the vote. Because you're right. If it passes, if the if the proposal passes on November 8th and the council meets two days later, all indications are they're going to pass their ordinance, which then does kind of confirm that the council had no intention of letting the voters in Brighton have their say. Uh, and then if the if it doesn't pass and the council meets two days later and does not pass their ordinance, then it was clear that that was still the case that they were exactly. that they they always had this backup plan and so and they have not been forthright about it. I guess that's the thing in terms of if that's your plan, then stand up and say this is what this is why we're doing this. But they've sort of just not answered questions about that. That sounds like politics to me. It's like, it's like the shell game. They're playing the shell game. Let me ask you this, Jerry, before we let you go. Uh, pass or not pass, are you going to be at that meeting on the 10th? Oh, 100%. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, you, guys, you guys should come. You should, we, should do, we should do the podcast. Don't freak out. All right. Well, time will tell. The time is coming up next Tuesday. So, Jerry, as always, we appreciate you joining us uh, from the greenhouse there in Wald Lake. All right, you guys have a great day. Appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks, you All too. Right, we'll talk to you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Yeah, we are. <laughs>
<laughs> we have the two cent history lesson coming up in just a couple minutes. But we do. Uh, we want to point out with it. You know, we've gotten a lot of compliments on our website, the new newly designed website. Of course, our good buddy Austin Lee was the man behind that with Orb Solutions. Of course, he founded it in 2018 to help contractors like his father. They help small businesses, especially contractors and service-based businesses with web design, advertising, print media design, and marketing. It's family-owned and operated. You can check them out online. Orb solutions so very cool stuff and matter of fact austin just posted a video uh of some of the things he's doing with orb solutions austin lee if you're on facebook mm -hmm. just check out his uh, facebook page under austin lee you can find out more about that uh we've got our two cent history lesson for today brought to you by our good friend drew goble at oakland insurance Give them a call today, 248-647-2500. Of course, with Oakland Insurance and Michigan-based Frankenmuth Insurance. All right, so I'm going to pull this up on yeah, our secondary yeah, computer yeah, today gotta, for our two-cent history lesson. Yeah. So normally I print up Mike's two-cent history yeah, lesson. Yeah, let's show everybody how and it And so my printer isn't working, so I said, all right, let's plug the printer into your laptop, which was an old laptop we had laying around. <laughs> So, and it craps out from well, time to time, but this, I don't. This is what it printed. All right, so I'm going to translate. If this. you could read that, I'm yeah. going to. No way. Does it go way. this way? We don't. That, I don't. It kind of looks like well, maybe football that is brackets. It. Maybe that is it. it I, I, I don't, don't know. Wait a minute. Well, this no. way? it looks like maybe we have to scan it. <laughs> we need a does, does that get an RS code? That's, I'm like, not really sure. Boop. It, you know, and there's your uh, two cents. It sort of looks like a bracket thing. So we're having a you know. Okay, so today is November third. It is cliche day <laughs> and you all know those people that use cliches hmm. like give up 110 percent right. okay yeah we're I, all in right. boots on the ground all those right. phrases we talked about the other day right. in the post show you know Lo local radio really serves your business <laughs> that's a great cliche john king uh sandwich day is today hmm Kind of sandwich you're gonna have? You know, hamburger can be a sandwich. <laughs> I don't, I, we've a had fish this sandwich can be a sandwich. sandwich. Well, right, that's a sandwich. A hoagie could be a sandwich. That's true. I don't know if a ham and we, uh, well, then there's a bit whether a hot dog is a sandwich, it's a piece of meat between, but and it's like folded. So anyway, we're not going there. As, uh, no, don't go there. Well, that's a whole debate. That's a tube steak sandwich. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Don't call it that. <laughs> a tube steak. <laughs> about to bite it. Hey, is that a tube steak sandwich? How about a foot-long tube steak, everybody? Okay, I'll just have the nachos. 1507 on this day, Leonardo da Vinci, not DiCaprio, was commissioned by the husband of Lisa Girardi. Gir Giardini. Is that right? Uh... Giardini. 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 Whatever. Well, Lisa's husband, Mr. Lisa's Mr. Husband. G, yeah. Mr. G went up to Leo and said, yeah. "Hey, Leo, can you paint my wife? Yeah. Well, a portrait of her, hey, anyway. Hey, hey. Don't paint my wife; that yeah. gets a little kinky." And Leo said, "Sure." She didn't smile much because it was mm -hmm. the Mona Lisa. She had a bit of a smile. It was kind of a smirk. Just a hint. No, it's not. It's just she just had bad teeth. That was the real reason. Hint of a smile. It's kind of. Like... Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I don't. If, if I recall the story correctly, he painted the port. He never actually turned it over. To he kept it, and I, I for whatever reason, I, I as I recall, he never actually turned the portrait. Why don't you over. look that up? And oh, let me. I guess you can't. Oh, oh here it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nineteen oh nine, the first airspeed indicator for airplanes was invented, like a speedometer. Well, yeah, only so it's a, for airplanes. Yeah, called it. Nineteen oh nine, aerodometer. I don't know. 
still a speedometer, yeah. yeah. On this day in 1948, the state of Kansas ended prohibition after 68 years. It's nothing to sneeze at, no. Oh my. But I did. Bless me. Thank you. <laughs> if only I had a hanky. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that computer virus is spreading. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> the Russians in nineteen fifty seven. The Russians are coming. No, they sent a dog oh. into space. All right. Laika. Yeah. Yeah. Poor dog. They sent Laika into space. I mean Laika came back, but not not all. No, no. Fetch, let's just, let, Fetch. Let, no. let's just put it this way. There wasn't a milk bone waiting for Laika. <laughs> 1979, the Eagles started a nine-week run at number one on the U.S. album charts with the long run, the group's fourth U.S. number one album. Remember when the long run came out? Yeah, 1979. I remember 1979. Yeah. Watching Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> Okay, so just had it. Memory. Ice Ice Baby by the Great Vanilla Ice. Uh, the Great Vanilla Ice. Became the first rap record to top the U.S. singles chart. Right, because he ripped off Queen and David Bowie. But it was still number one. I know. He's rolling. I get it. It's 5.0. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm rolling. Dum, 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 dum. It was on this day in 2013. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was dumb. <laughs> He again had one of those haircuts I would not recommend. Well, yeah, well, yeah. They kind of squared off and wore those big jackets that looked like they had. It was of the age. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool then. It's like you look back now and you're like, mm. yeah. Yeah. Hide the hammer pants, everybody. Well, it was funny because I was listening and somebody was talking about how certain rockers yeah. were just like Bruce Springsteen never gave into the, like, the fashions. You never saw Bruce Springsteen with like, you know, 80s type glasses on and a, one of those jackets where he just always. T-shirt no, and jeans t-shirt or whatever. Jeans. It's kind of the classic look. Sure. Never indulged. Whereas some of the hair bands from the 80s, you know, they almost dressed up. And then 30 years later, they're still dressing up. And like spandex is really working hard. Well, you know, you go to a Def Leppard concert, <laughs> most of the people that are there That's right. <laughs> are wearing the things they would have worn in 1988. Uh, 2013, the first ever YouTube awards were held in New York City. New York City. The event featured Eminem, Lady Gaga, and MIA making live music videos directed by awards creator Spike Jones. That's J-O-N-Z-E. Right. And others. Eminem won the Artist of the Year while Taylor Swift's I Knew You Were Trouble. I Knew You Were Trouble. Took the Video Phenomenon Award. And this is for the YouTube Awards. Oh, yeah. So we're shooting Huge. for oh, the God, podcast yeah. YouTube oh, Awards. Right. We're on YouTube. Yes, we are. By the way, we just we're got just a, like Eminem. We just got a new handle, by the way. We did? On YouTube. Because our YouTube channel, you know, typically YouTube channels are like just a, you know, random conglomeration of numbers and letters. You know, we it's got like a the, new the URL, you know. Oh, you go to youtube.com slash, and then it's like whatever. That They are now allowing you to personalize your handles. And uh, so now go to YouTube, you can search us at Mike and John Got It Going On, and you'll find our YouTube channel. How about that? How about that? You can also find it, by the way, at MikeAndJohnPodcast.com. Back to the back to the history lesson. Thank you. Yeah. 2014, New York's 104-story One World Tower Center, One World Trade Center, right. officially opened after 13 years from the September 11th attacks. That all happened on this date in 2014. 
That is your two cent history lesson on right. this cliche and sandwich day. Absolutely. Have a cliche sandwich. Okay. <laughs> Brought to you by Drew that, Goble. By way, that's the pot. That's the nickname for this podcast. Cliche. The cliche, cliche sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> and our two cent history lesson has been brought to you by Oakland Insurance. That's right. Drew Goble, of course, believes the best relationships are honest, upfront, and fair. And if you want that from your insurance agent, he's the guy to call. Drew Goble, Oakland Insurance, 248 647 2500. Hold on. Back to that Mike and John YouTube channel. Mike yeah. and John got it going on, our new right. handle on YouTube. Are we going to be able to be on YouTube? Since we've had trouble with the computer today? No, well, the phone is still, because I do everything on my phone. That is the computer, the yeah. handheld computer. That's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not our, a phone. Our, our, yes, I, my mistake. I mean, our 35 millimeter camera here that I borrowed from Steven Spielberg. To, sure, that's to, the to, one. To record this. Yes, I'll take it into the editing suite. It's called an app. And I'll edit this up, and it will be on Facebook and YouTube. Thank goodness, because I was a little yeah. worried that our YouTubers, right. uh, our the, Tubies, uh, the iTunes to to and uh, Spotify folks, uh, yeah. we have to apologize. That may to, not happen I, that's uh, take right away. All right, the other thing I want to cover today before we wrap it up is there was a big controversy at the... Uh, controversy? At the Cornhole League World <laughs> Championships. Okay. Not a Cornhole Appar controversy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Apparently... Yeah. Certain teams were using cornhole bags that were not filled with corn. Was it? Were they corked? No, were they corked? It was, it was pellets. Oh. They were using some type so of other heavy. pellets. Were they heavier? Well, actually, they were lighter, lighter and oh. gave the thrower more advantage. Okay. But authority official, officials at the event, I mean, there was $15,000 at stake here, folks. Wow. We're talking cornhole tournaments oh, here. Oh, yeah. The world cornhole tournaments no, not, not to be confused not, not your with regionals. the world pickleball no. right. tournament no, no. not your regionals not your states can you These imagine are the if you had fake pickleballs well you know they can do that now surgeons anyway go on <laughs> is that a gherkin <laughs> okay back to the after an hour delay check out my polish dill uh, oh i see that's a kosher <laughs> <laughs> anyway back, right. yes, back after to the an hour delay <laughs> yes at the world cornhole tournament Officials determined that both sides were using non-compliant bags, <laughs> but they decided it probably probably wasn't intentional. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an insult. <laughs> oh yeah, you non-compliant bag. <laughs> uh, the fabric bags were supposed to be filled with corn, which gave the sport its name. However, they were using resin pellets, thinner bags, which would give the uh, the players an edge, but mm. since both teams were using them in the World Championships, they let it slide. So I knew that that was the yes. origin of the name, yeah. but I didn't think that this many years later they were still putting corn in those things. I well, there was a corn shortage. Remember with the uh, pandemic and everything, mm. and popcorn at theaters was there was a threat that you wouldn't be able to get popcorn. So they right. went around to all the cornhole tournaments <laughs> and they cut the bags open and they used and also they used the popped the corn that, that for corn, popcorn. That was not very good. And so this yeah. this you know, imagine if they made the corn cornhole stand where you're throwing the bags mm -hmm. hot and if you the bag sat there long enough you oh. get, it'd be like oh. jiffy pop on the cornhole that's true all right yeah how about that hmm. can't do that with pickleball no you cannot i think it's time i think it is if, time. if you could just play the theme i will right after i tell you about richter and associates property yes, management do that first. licensed real estate brokers rental property experts in livingston genesee and oakland counties with more than 40 years of experience they're located in downtown Howell, and of course online at richterassoc.com that's r-i-c-h-t-e-r-a-s-s-o-c.com 
or call them at 517-540-9560. And in their cornhole tournaments, they don't cheat. No. They use real corn in the bag. Mike and John got it going on. Mike and John can, can we got it, it going on. <laughs> Mike and John. Okay. Oh, you know Maybe we should just use the instrumental version.